0: Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless, world. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to The Navigator's Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. Have you ever been to New York City? If you have, you most likely know of a little suburb called Chinatown. Chinatown is a densely populated neighborhood that attracts many tourists with its Southeast Asian restaurants and little shops. And I remember visiting Chinatown one year as a senior in high school. Now, whoever's idea it was to send a group of seniors, high school seniors, uh, cut them loose and take them to New York City... Uh, They probably ought to be shot, but nonetheless, at least we live to tell about it. But I remember before we had gotten there, hearing from some people who had gone there beforehand, and they warned me, they said, Tyler... Make sure that you're on your defense. There's some vendors there that are rather aggressive. And so I kind of already knew what was going to happen when we went there. I was going to test my negotiating skills and see exactly what I can come away with. And so I remember walking into this one shop, me and a group of buddies walked into this one shop, and there was this little guy behind a counter. It was They sold just about everything you could think of, watches and shirts and hats and jewelry and all kinds of things and i remember him he caught my eye for just a second and then he motioned me over he said hey psst, psst you uh, come here and of course as a high school senior i saw no potential danger in this some strange dirty looking man ushering me behind a counter so i hurried right over there And when I got there, I remember he pulled out this little drawer. He called it his secret drawer, right? He pulled it out, and inside that drawer was flashy, I'm talking big, gaudy watches. Man, some of the biggest, some of the nicest watches I had seen. And I remember him looking at me and saying, hey, my man, my man, these watches right here, I don't let many people see. He was telling me he went on and on about how amazing these watches are and all the features that these watches and how special I really was to be able to see inside of his special drawer. And he said, my man, listen, these watches are normally sold for $4,000 a piece. But today and today only, I'm going to sell you one of these watches for just $20.00. 20 bucks and you can walk away with the genuine real rolex watch <laughs> and i remember my reaction just like it was yesterday to be honest with you it surprised both of us i bursted out in laughter started laughing and i looked at him square in the eye and i said sir if what you said is true then you are the worst salesman I've ever met. And I walked away uh, chuckling, (laughs) chuckling real big. My buddies, we were ushering out there chuckling as well. And the guy just kind of didn't really know what to say, uh, stood there frozen and stunned by my reaction. But you know, it's so funny because I think about that story and I think about how our world is so much like that salesman. They try and they try to sell us a cheap imitation of God's rest. And to be honest with you, we often buy right into it. But the truth is that somebody has lied to us. Our culture does lie to us and they tell us that, hey, you can have peace of mind if only you had more. See, the world, it says, the business world especially has told us that, our self worth hinges on how much money we make. Or Hollywood tells us that wealth is the essence of power and prestige. Wall Street has ignited a rage of addiction to the drug of the dollar, right? It says, hey, if you just, the world says, if you just have more, then finally your worries will be gone. You will finally have rest. But what we don't understand is such a cheap imitation of what God truly has in store for us listen to this quote by one wall street banker he said we must shift america from a needs to a desires based culture people must be trained to desire to want new things even before the old have been entirely consumed we must shape a new mentality and man's desires must overshadow his needs I would say to that Wall Street banker that his job has been successful. The culture has shifted, and most of us hardly even realize what it means to actually need something in America, right? We are convinced by every fiber of our being that we need the newest iPhone. Or we're convinced by what the world tells us and all the advertisements in the business world and Wall Street. We're so convinced that we've got to have the newest sports car. We've got to have designer clothes. We've got to have the little logo on our hat in order uh, to be relevant. Or whatever it is, we have been conditioned to believe that the next new thing will give us peace and give us true happiness. My Sunday school teacher used to always say that everyone is on a happiness quest, and I think that's so true. Everybody is on a happiness quest. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to have rest in their mind and in their heart, but understand that the world says, okay, how do you get that rest? You've got to get that rest through obtaining more and more and more. The reality is the accumulation of stuff is a cultural phenomenon that's polluted our minds into thinking that the more, the merrier, even if we don't have room for it. Think about this stat for just a moment. Storage units in America are a $38 billion industry with 2.3 billion square feet of storage space. Someone figured up, that if we gave every American seven feet of storage unit space, we could literally house everyone in the United States. And if that's not enough, think about this. We build buildings behind our homes Make space in our attic, fill our garage with everything but the car, especially if you live in the South, okay? If you live in the South, garages are not for cars. They're for storage. <laughs> That's basically everybody, that, especially here in North Carolina. We make space in our attic, in our garage. We build up a private, privacy fence to protect all of our belongings, just to one day do what with it? To give it to our children, and they will eventually sell it in a yard sale. The truth is we have believed the lie of the cheesy salesman of the world, that the more, the merrier. The more you have, the more at rest you can be. We're convinced that the land of Ur really does exist. Have you ever heard about that? The land of Ur, it's a land where there's no topography, no landscape. In fact, no one's ever been there before. A lot of people wish they were there, but maybe even just If they could visit there for just a short time. But for some strange reason, there's no clear path that leads to this destination. You know what the land of Earth is? It's where people wish to be smarter, better, faster, stronger, and most importantly, richer. We want more. And I think you get the point there. It's a place that people strive for but never hit the mark. Right? How much is enough? You finally get that new phone, you finally get that new car, you finally get that dream home, but how much truly is enough? And people tell themselves, if I get that dream home, then finally I'll be happy, but then they get that dream home and it just doesn't seem to satisfy, right? The land of Ur, you can never reach it. It's always a desire for more. And this fire on the inside is fueled by a more is better mentality and it is led man into a drunken stupor of whoredom. And I truly believe that it has. We hoard our things and we stock up our things. Why do we do that? Simply because we think it's going to give us peace. It's going to give us rest. But what does Jesus say in Matthew chapter six? We're going to get really into what Christ says in Matthew 11 later on. But what does he say specifically about our riches and about what we strive toward well Matthew 6 says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other ye cannot serve God and mammon or that word mammon simply means the things of the world this is the epitome of living a double life and many Christians I think have fallen into this trap see we want Jesus. We want to walk with Christ, but yet we want to live for the world. We want to walk in Christ in obedience to God's word, but yet we want wealth, health, and happiness. And to be honest with you, and I'm just going to go on record and say that God has never promised you earthly riches, but He has promised you blessing. See, the blessings that we have in our mind are a lot different than the blessings that God has in His mind. We think that if we just say, okay, I want that house, that I'm going to get that house. But what if it's not God's will for you to have that house, right? Our world our world likes to say this, we'll just name it and claim it. Well, I don't want to claim anything that God has not first named. My, my motto is if God claims it, then I'll name it. Then I'll say, okay, yes, this is true. This is right. But see, oftentimes we just use the Lord as a way to get what we want right? We we use God as an avenue of just getting more stuff when Christ says, if you come and follow me, you may not have the dream house. You may not have the car you've always wanted, but I'll give you exactly what you need. And I promise you, I will bless your life. You can't serve the world and serve the world's riches and serve Jesus. You cannot do it. See, you've got to learn and we've got to learn to surrender our hearts and lives to him wholly and completely, and he'll take care of it. He'll take care of the earthly things. But we've often, we try to straddle this line and live this double life where I want to serve Jesus, but I want to make money too. And we see this in our culture all the time, especially with people my age where they want to be, they want to serve Jesus and yet they've got a side hustle. And then here's what happens. They have a side hustle. They have something that they do on the side. They they have a service-based business or have this or have that. And what happens is that service-based business or that side hustle becomes their number one focus. It becomes their number one focus, and yet they can't give Jesus all their focus because they're like, well, i got to subsidize my income. I have to make some extra income, right? And I totally understand, you know, bivocational pastor. I'm not saying that's wrong. I what, understand what I am saying. I am simply saying that you cannot serve God and the things of this world. My youth pastor used to say this often. He said, if you sell out God for minimum wage now, you'll sell him out for a lot less later on. And I can testify that there's many people that have done just that. I grew up with many people that, you know, they they say, well, I can't go to the youth activity because, well, uh, you know, i got to work my part-time job. And they worked their little part-time job, and they were happy about it because they had a car. They could pay for their own insurance. They put gas in the car and all that stuff. And what exactly happened? They started dropping out of church. Why was that? Because they got the idea that there was something out there. Something way out there in the ether, something out there in the world that could satisfy them. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. James 1 tells us that. So you can't serve Christ in the things of the world. You see, the love of prosperity for a Christian is a blazing neon sign for a restless soul. And that's so true. Because there's so many Christians that are so obsessed with getting more instead of getting more of him. The Bible says in 1 Timothy, uh, Paul, he exhorts Timothy, he says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money or gain or earthly things is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have, listen to this, err from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. There's been many people, many casualties in Christianity, many people that have turned their back on the Lord Jesus simply because they got their eyes focused on the world. And they have this relentless pursuit of the land of Ur, and they never, never obtain it. And when we have substituted the sufficiency of Jesus Christ for the flashy new thing on the shelf, it's then that we have believed the lies of the culture and have fallen headlong into a cycle of restlessness. You say, well, Brother Tyler, what are these lies that the world teaches us? Well, I understand the world is like that Jesus salesman, but what kind of lies do the world tell us that gets us away from him, that gets us off the track and that often we believe? Next time, we're going to talk about what are specifically the lies of our culture, what they tell us, the messaging and advertising, the messaging in business that they try to tell us and sell us a cheap imitation of God's rest. We'll dive headlong into those lies of the culture and try to debunk those things with God's Word. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit tylerarobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tylerarobertson.com. tylerarobertson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.